This is Gotta Go Cast, a video game review show for the Sonic the Hedgehog series. And each episode will review one Sonic title as nominated by you, and then we'll rank it on a scale of chili dogs, 1 to 10, 10 being the best. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with Peter Graphic. <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping the bit going. You can find me on Instagram. Instagram? And writing. Articles appearing on GameTrog.com? Writing? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> I'm just trying Who to help you. <laughs> yeah. Who else is on the line? Yeah, I'm Nega one. Hey, man. Where, 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 where can the fine folks find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Nagobun. That's N-E-K-O-B-U-N. YouTube.com slash Nagobun is where the archives go from that. Uh, the streams on Twitch are every weeknight at nine that was actually me thinking not just doing the bit um <laughs> and uh twitter.com slash nk zero b-u-n is where i post when i go live uh the reason why i intro the show with uh, a question in my voice is because i see here again on my uh note sheet that we will be reviewing sonic the hedgehog will we now, now that's what it's that, that's oh. what it said last time yeah exactly we do we already do this we're done it's in the books all right. Uh, so. Short broadcast. Everybody, it's been a great show. I'll see you next time. So, but uh, what I see here is uh, we are reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog, and it has a release date of December 28th, 1991. No way. Sounds good so far. I think mm-hmm. that's a year Checks off, out. though. Yeah. But it, it, was it 91 or 90? I, and let's see. It was uh, released on the Sega Game Gear and Sega Master System. It could be worse. All right, so, yeah, it, it definitely could be worse. We're talking... <laughs> 15 years <Yeah>. later. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking Sonic the Hedgehog 8-Bit Edition. It was released by Sega, of course, and it was developed by Ancient. And uh, I think this is the closest thing you're going to get to Sonic in your pocket for 1991. Or today, because you can get it on uh, one of them Sonic minigame gears that you can't actually play because the buttons are too damn small. Oh, forget those things. I can't believe what they're charging for those. And like, yeah, they're so small. Like, it's just a collectible item. That yeah. to me. And how I don't are you going to fit eight AA batteries in yep. that? <laughs> <laughs> those things make me furious. They make me furious. Yeah, cause I loved my Sega Game Gear, and I would be more than happy to fork over that kind of money for something that's actually usable playable you know exactly. even if it only had like what what they come with like four games or something three games yeah four games game each Gear there's Gunstar. like four or five colors whatever yeah. I, I would love to have it it's just to me it's not usable like i get the whole mini console concept but it, <laughs> this is a handheld device yeah like you even need to even be the able to use it mini which was the worst of them still had more games than that and was playable sure and if you hacked it it really wasn't that bad of a little system 
And I'm saying just for PlayStation games. I'm not saying like turn into uh, an emulation station or anything like that. But I never even saw the home screen on my PlayStation Mini, which was bought for me on my birthday as a joke because I <laughs> talk so much trash about it. I just plugged into my computer and hacked it immediately right out of the box. I got to tell you, I for a while, it got the most burn of all the little mini consoles that I had, like the uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Genesis. But I we're not talking... Wa- I, I used it to weigh down one of the gates for uh, Mario Kart Live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In 1990, Sega released the Sega Game Gear, which was, of course, we know, a competitor to Nintendo's Game Boy. Chris, you had a Game Gear back in the day? I did not. I oh, you didn't. definitely played one, but I don't. I didn't own one. I think I know if it's the same friend who had the Genesis at the one parent's house and mm-hmm. Super Nintendo at the other. He had the Sega Channel. Everything. It was probably that kid, a uh, friend of my brother's. But like, um, yeah, I like again. I remember playing like one or two things on it. One of them, and I remember one of those things was Columns. But yeah, oh, well, that didn't make you envious. Did anything yeah. else do? Not really. Did I mean, you? it was no. fine. It was fine. That, that's literally right. it. It was fine. Well, the Sega Game Gear had a uh, 3.2-inch backlit screen that could display up to 32 colors, and it was powered by a Zyglog Z80 CPU, which had uh, 3.5 megahertz processing power and had 8 kilobyte RAM and 16 kilobyte VRAM. As a piece of hardware, the Sega Game Gear was better than the Game Boy in every way, except for it counted most. Um, game library? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, a, that's below the belt. <laughs> well, to be fair, that, that's going by count. Like, quality-wise, I'd say they were about even because Game Boy had plenty of trash on it. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I was pointing you in the direction of battery life. Of course, I just made but... a battery joke. I can't. I, I have to like let the cooldown finish before I can make another one. Like, you oh, got to like recharge your battery yeah. joke yeah. meter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get too hot. Yeah. Well, despite its short battery life and the fact that it took up, yes, six batteries and killed them within a few hours, the Game Gear was a true portable console because its architecture was nearly identical to the Sega Master System, also known as the Mark III. And because of this, the two, uh, the Game Gear and the uh, Master System, would share video game releases. So games that came out for the Game Gear would end up migrating their way over or being ported to the Sega Master system. However, this game, Sonic the Hedgehog 8-bit edition, was the last Master System game to be released in North America. In 1990, Sega, a la the Sonic team, although I don't think they went by that name yet, would begin developing everyone's favorite fast blue needle mouse Sonic the Hedgehog for the 16-bit Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, depending on your location. Sega wanted to bring Sonic the Hedgehog onto their new platform, the Sega Game Gear, Uh, to boost awareness of the handheld console, as well as uh, get into that market penetration and kind of knock Game Boy off its throne. Hot off the Revenge of Shinobi, newly hired composer Yuzo Koshiro approached his manager. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying, brother. I I don't don't know where the emphasis would be on that. I don't know if it's Koshiro or Koshiro, but it it works. (laughs) We'll take it. Well, Koshiro approached his managers and told them that he could develop games because he was looking for more work and he was twenty-two year old. He was a twenty-two year old, and when you're twenty-two, you speak out of your ass a lot. And you don't need uh, sleep. You just need you need that fat that money funny yen. I was going to say dollar, but yes. <laughs> uh, so they, they were they were, they were busy taking over the economic world. Remember, <laughs> this is true. 
All right, let's not get into this already. <laughs> it is going to be maybe a short show. I don't know. It depends on us. Uh, evidently, uh, <laughs> the game just, didn't suck, so yes, it'll be fine. Koshiro approaches managers. He's like, "Look, I can make games. Give me some more money." And that passed the sniff test. And I love this era prior, like this era, and then going backward. How buck wild the video game industry was. It's like, hey, can you? Big computer games? Oh, yeah, sure. And they just throw you in front of a desk well, at yeah, Atari. It's, it's very, and, can we sell something else you make because we need to build this industry before anybody else does. Right. So, uh, Kashiro, along with his mother and sister, formed their own company, Ancient, which is still around today as far as I can tell. And they went into a contract with Sega and began working on Sonic the Hedgehog. So, while the Game Gear, as I said already, is like identical to the Sega Master System, it's far and away underpowered next to the Genesis. So Kashiro had to start from the ground up with his own take of Sonic. Now, originally, Kashiro wanted to do a almost demake of the 16-bit counterpart, but there was too many limitations. It just wasn't going to happen. So he had to start from scratch. Uh, Obviously, there were some shared names, a lot of the same theming, especially with the Green Hill Zone. But this was a totally new Sonic the Hedgehog game that was being released in tandem with the original that everyone's uh, familiar with for the 16-bit Sega Genesis. The soundtrack for the game also had a similar trajectory. Koshiro originally wanted to retain as much of the original soundtrack as possible. But in the end, he'd only use three tracks from the 16-bit game and then do the rest on his own, which is surprising to me considering he was hired as a composer and he has a decent body of work as far as the games he worked on for music composition. Released in 1991, Sonic the Hedgehog for the Game Gear was critically acclaimed and praised for how well it retained the look and feel of his 16-bit predecessor. The game sold very well and gave the Game Gear that push that Sega had hoped for. In fact, it became a uh, pack-in where if you bought the Game Gear, you'd get Sonic the Hedgehog for free. I believe that promotion, though, happened once the sequel, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, 8-bit edition, was released for the Game Gear. Yeah, most likely. Um, And although Ancient did a very good job with Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Sega decided not to continue working with them for any future Sonic titles. Uh, this would be the only Sonic title that Ancient would go on to ever develop. As of 2021, Ancient continues to work on games both as a developer and a uh, music production house. Uh, some notable hits. As a developer, they worked on Streets of Rage 3 and a game I picked out solely for Nico Bun, Car Battles Joe. Car Battles with- Joe. It's actually on the Wii U oh. Virtual Console. It's from the Is Game it good? Boy. It's decent. It's a. It's kind of like your Game Boy style RPG. It's a fair amount of menus and stuff, but then mm-hmm. you have sort of like top down, like bump and jump or whatever style levels where you're kind of driving around and you've run into other cars to take them out. Like it's it's like Mad Max Light, but mm-hmm. I, think, I think it was also based on a manga or an anime or something. And, and as a uh, music production house, Ancient also worked on uh, Shenmue. Everyone's familiar with Shenmue. Now, Pete, oh, yeah. I know you had the Game Gear. You didn't have any Sonic games to date with this <laughs> recording. You've now played two Sonic games that could have appeared on your game gear do you wish you had yeah them? yeah i do um and i was just gonna make a joke that that's all ancient history but oh boy oh god i think i just went sterile <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry uh but but no i had it was technically it was my sister's game gear I right had, right yeah i had a game boy when it came out and was like the envy of the neighborhood sure my sister had a game gear and I played it more than she did, and she got... I think it came with Streets of Rage 2. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and it was, like, a really great version of that. And she had all the Mickey games, like the the um, Legend of Illusion and 
I don't remember the name. They're like the Mickey Mouse. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the Castle of Illusion spinoffs, yeah. It had yeah, a f- and they were great too. Yeah, it had a few Packins uh, promotions that I remember. I, I remember the Sonic one. I I don't remember the Streets of Rage one. I do remember the Columns one. But oh yeah, <laughs> real OG. quick, uh, there was a, a kid I went to school with, Phil, who had a Game Gear before I did, and uh, his parents got it for him. But the kid was not into video games. I ended up going to a birthday party at his house, and Donkey Kong Country had just come out, and I got it for Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to bring this over to his house because, you know, I'm sure he's got a Super Nintendo and this is the new hotness everyone's going to want to play. Uh, no, he didn't have a Super Nintendo. He literally told me wrong house when I <laughs> showed it to him. And I was like, oh, all right, dude, cool. But he had a Sega Game Gear and he had one game for it. I will give either of you a hundred dollars if you can guess which Game Gear game it was. Out of all of them? Out yeah. of all of them. He only had one and he was not into video games jeopardy nope all right Nico sonic Bar- drift 2 he had the berenstein bears camping adventure i forgot that happened for the sega game Gear. <laughs> i just got mandela affected out of a hundred dollars that was it spelled was berenstein or was it spelled berenstein Oh, you know what? <laughs> no, I believe it was Berenstain Bears. It's so funny how that works, because I, I do remember it being Berenstain Bears when Same. I was a kid. Yeah. They should have got on the TV tuner. Oh, can oh, you yeah. imagine? That was only, so that, rad. That would have been a, a trick question uh, if I said, no, oh, all he had was the TV tuner. Sonic the Hedgehog runs, jumps, moves, and spins at supersonic speed. And now, he's loose. He's a burst of speed, a dash of fun, a mischievous streak. He's everywhere. Because now, he's on Game Gear. And best of all, Sonic's free when you buy Game Gear. But hurry, he's moving fast. Sonic the Hedgehog from Sega. All right, Nicobun, what is going on in Sonic the Hedgehog 8-Bit Edition? You got a hedgehog, you got Robotnik, you got Badniks, you got Chaos Emeralds. A little less work push, uh, put in all, all fronts. Not, like, making them, but, like, to get them. Like, the Chaos Emeralds, fairly easy to find. The Badniks, sure. same basic patterns, but a little slower, a little easier to beat. Sometimes mm-hmm. the game likes to slow down for you to make it a little easier, but... Yeah, it's it's literally, basically, the Sonic the Hedgehog... It's the, it's the Sonic the Hedgehog monomyth, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Eggy Guy and beat the crap out of the robots, he said. Oh, and set animals free. They, they do have the animal canisters on the, each of the boss levels, so that's... It's, it says it on the tin, basically. It's Sonic the Hedgehog, except 8-bit and tiny. Little tiny Sonic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to feel like, though, after all this, like, just, just let the man get his rings. Leave him alone. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. Quit taking him from him. Just leave him alone. Well, interesting point about this particular game, and we'll get into game mechanics, is that unlike Triple Trouble, the other Game Gear game that we played, when Sonic loses his rings, he loses his rings. You yeah, ain't getting them back. It's it's like it's like a metaphor for living, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Like some some bad comes up and whacks you in the face. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's gone. The average American does not have enough rings saved for a 300 ring emergency. There is no bank of Mobius. And Sonic doesn't <laughs> and appear to sleep, so he doesn't have a mattress to cram it in either. I mean, Tails is doing those payday loans, so... <laughs> how else do you think he's fu- funding the explosive supplies? <laughs> yeah. That's how he's laundering the money. Tails, domestic terrorist. <laughs> 
And Sonic's boyfriend. Probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's basically, like I said, it's basically Sonic Light. Um, there's no spin dash because it's still Sonic the First. Uh, right. Movement and everything's a little tightened up because you got that smaller screen. And it's, the screen's even smaller than the Master System counterparts. Like, they had to wedge it down even more for the Game Gear, but mm-hmm. it works. Like, you, you still feel mobile. You still, still feel like you're going fast when you're going fast. Uh, not as many environmental gimmicks. Like, you don't have the loops or anything. There are little, uh, like ramp ups that you have to remember to duck to turn into a ball that yeah. hit properly yeah. it took me a while to figure that out springs are around but they're rarer um and like, uh, instead of the boat there are bonus stages but the chaos emeralds aren't in them they're just hanging right. out like kind of like the um the machines and the um metal sonic holograms and sonic cd you like the, you don't have to freaking pray for a sign to the right time period to go find yeah. them. yeah but yeah they're just hanging out in uh sometimes hard to find sometimes mostly not that hard to find although once you there's like one hard to find one uh or at least weird to get to one and then you, you get paranoid for the rest of the game which i might discuss <laughs> later there but yeah the bonus stages uh it's a I don't think they've reused this mode. No, I've never seen ones. it again. But yeah, At least not in the Game Gear ones. Yeah, it's basically a room full of rings, uh, a lot of bouncies, and you just... I think you get something if you collect 100, and there's always a, a box with a continue in it, which is the only way to get continues Yeah, in it, uh, which is actually kind of annoying. Because you need to carry, fi- I think, 50 rings to the final sign to open yes. up the stage. And um, if you're losing them at random from one one stray hit, yeah, it's, it's it's not easy. But that's why you get it in a way that you can save in between. Sure. And in lieu of the uh, checkpoints, what would you even call that? That little, like, flippy gate that you'd hit? The television screens, occasionally you come upon them and there's just an arrow pointing down. Yeah, that, that, And that, I was yeah, like, is that, this a downgrade? What is this? And then, yeah, it's a check. I didn't know what that was at first, but yeah. I think I looked that up ahead of time. I, I, I didn't read the manual on the Mega Collection this time, but I did find out about that. Also, because this is the first Sonic title for both uh, the Genesis and the Game Gear, there is no Super Sonic. In fact, Super Sonic is not a playable character in any Sonic Game Gear titles and only appears in Sonic Blast as a uh, signpost portrait. little fun fact there. Bring that to trivia night. Uh, for me, I would say gotta take your time. Uh, gotta explore. All the things you guys mentioned, except a little easier, a little shorter, mm-hmm. uh, I think, than the other Game Gear games we played. Uh, exploration is key, except for the levels that auto-advance. Right. Also, I didn't see any loops. Did you guys? I mean, maybe no. I wasn't no, no paying loops, attention. No but... loops. Loopless, no, no, gotta go loop. I think those special stages upside are upside down is too difficult for the game gear. Yeah, if, if you hold is the game gear a, upside down, the cartridge falls out. You know what? I'll just put it on like a, a drill or something and <laughs> spin it around. <laughs> I, but I could swear there's a loop in a Game Gear game Sonic somewhere. I hated those special stages; you just get tossed around with the springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really bad at them. The first one and... wasn't too bad, but then the second one, which was more like a casino nights, yeah. bouncers everywhere, it was like, like a nightmare. Yeah, like just trying to get to the exit was enough of a chore i got that in like 12 seconds with 69 rings which was kind of nice and there's i i felt like there was a lot of spikes this time around oh uh, yeah I, I noticed that on the labyrinth though the 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 wet the wet rock the wet stones one wet pins yeah, the I level th- it like I yeah, felt there, there was they were a everywhere lot, there i felt like there was a lot more than what i remembered playing in the bridge zone too i think i yeah. think i think that might have been in part due to like less other environmental gimmicks or less less yeah. other environmental uh hazards as well again he's <laughs> he's a hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> nothing that's pointy should ever hurt him ever affect him not a knife bullet no, dude, again, spikes. Dilemma. the hedgehog can never be buggered getting vaccinated no he can't happen needle cannot penetrate sonic skin <laughs> how do everybody feel about the controls i thought it was fine like there's a little yeah. bit of inertia to get used to but that's like with any 
decent platformer. Like, even Mario's had that. All the Sonics have that. It's it's just a little different this time around. Again, it's just feeling for how much. Tales of Adventure had that. And, I think this uh, sprite is better, but Tales of Adventure is like a different type of game altogether. Oh, yeah, totally. Not, Plus, you have the yeah. hover to compensate, too. It was a little hard. At first, being used to the larger scale Sonics, it was a little hard to judge whether you could actually make certain jumps and like i actually honestly i was baffled by the first uh seesaw weight thing i didn't realize oh yeah you gotta wait for oh, it to drop boy. a second time to get it up yeah there. so i yeah. went through like a whole stack of lives like well that's not working oh wait it goes back up when i come down hmm that was the trickiest puzzle in the game uh sure actually okay actually the teleport one the scrap the scrap brain or whatever that, that mm-hmm. kind of weird mm-hmm. other than that yeah like it's responsive enough I didn't feel like delayed too often. There were there were a few jumps where like I hit the button a pixel ago, leave me alone. But uh, sure, for the yeah. most part, it didn't feel it, it never felt cheap. Uh, the slowdowns again. Sometimes their system slowdown even in emulation. Uh, yeah. Be, uh, regardless of how legitimate that emulation is, because I, I think I said I played on the Mega Collection. Uh, plus, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, see, I was playing it and I was experiencing slowdown too, and then you know I was doing some research and I'm watching other people playing. I'm not seeing it as slow. And then for whatever reason on my RetroPie, the emulation speed was jacked down. So I jacked it back up and then it was running very quick. Yeah. yeah. So I played, it, yeah. Mega Collection Plus is the PS2 one. Uh, that's why you're going you're to see, if you watch me play it on the YouTubes, uh, mm-hmm. you're going to see me save every like three minutes because I'm paranoid and hunting for emeralds. But it slowed down here and there, but it wasn't like super major. And I don't know yeah. if that was just a product of the emulation they had at, at, during the time or the Could PlayStation be. itself or I, right. I don't know. It, it was fine. Hey. Coming off Sonic 06, this thing controls like a dream. The fabled one-to-one ratio. You remember when PlayStation Move came out and a bunch of goofballs are like, no, it's one-to-one. It's one-to-one. I guess not. I remember it. I used to <laughs> no, laugh about it. I, oh my I God. mostly dismissed the PlayStation Move because I had a Wii, which is ah. the PlayStation Move before the PlayStation yes, Move. Sure. Yeah, but it did not look like you were holding a Hitachi Magic Wand while playing a video game. Yeah, that was kind of... Well, there's probably, like, an accessory you could get for that. There were, like, all these other sports ones. <laughs> Why not one for I water in, sports? I looked into buying those because I was like, oh, this is just something cool I should, I might like. They're still expensive. Oh, Some sure. of them, yeah. Oh, dude, it, I don't know if I mentioned it on the um, Racing Transform stream, but the wheel that you could get for Sonic and Sega... Or Sega and Sonic... Uh, whatever. Yeah. That, that one. dumb name racing game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sonic, Sonic and, and Sega All-Stars yeah. Racing. Yes. Uh, the wheel you could get for that was pretty sweet. It's like the... it's It wasn't a full wheel. It's like the two side bits. It looked more like an F1 wheel. It's fucking... It's oh, sick. that's dope. Yeah, yeah. I got You still just that. jam the freaking Wii remote in it, but it looks great. That's cool. I, want, I want to track one of those down. If you're familiar with the 8-bit Sonics on either the Game Gear or the Master System, you know they're just a touch off from their console counterparts, but you can't bag on it when you're comparing it to what else was out at the time and what it was trying to emulate on this handheld device. Thankfully, if you're not familiar with the 8-bit Sonics and you want to get into them, they're relatively easy to get through. And while you'll be frustrated with leaps of faith or hidden spikes or learning some of the more nuanced things like the dumbbell that you have to hit twice to jump over something. I don't think the average player is going to feel punished while learning the differences, at least again, because we just came off of Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Yeah, I asked my Dreamcast to play this. Oh, did you? And Yeah, I did. And it, it was like, sure, you know what? You got it, buddy. <laughs> and, the, and the speed was fine. 
you know, I was okay with the control. The only thing I thought was it took me a little while to get used to was that like scoop, yeah, jump the thing ramp that, that Nico like, was talking up. about. Yeah, you know, he's I thought he's a little big for the environment, but that's like that's par for the course for a Game Gear. Sure. Uh, I don't really have any complaints. I, you know, compared to what we just played, you're right. Ran pretty nice. Well, yeah, game looks like. Um, have you heard of Sonic the Hedgehog? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like that. Uh, oh, okay. Kind of. Oh, like do you that. mean Zippy the Porcupine? I'm very familiar with him. Uh, so it's a bit stepped up from Zippy the Porcupine. There's more <laughs> okay. stuff going on in the background. There's colors. It's neat. It's it's literally just Sonic 16-bit graphics uh, dialed back a bit. They decapitated. Yeah. Uh, like, they chopped one head off of all the totem poles in Green yes. Hill Zone, which was kind of funny, because apparently three heads, too much. Two heads, just fine. Get head twice, you're good to go. I also noticed uh, the upper left HUD elements would dis- disappear behind the backgrounds, kind of like they would in Tales yes. Adventure. And I yeah. still don't know if that's a Game Gear thing or an emulated Game Gear thing, but it seems to be characteristic of all of them. Like, it's usually not too problematic, because it's just, like, your live count. I don't think they even show you your points until you're between the levels. Oh, and your time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there was a time limit either. It never really came up. I think the longest I took at a level was six minutes, and that's because I was checking every single corner for Chaos Emeralds, and then it was just, like, sitting on a ledge at the end. Like, yeah. you, you go through all these side routes and stuff, and... You know, try making sure you're oxygenated and, you know, mm-hmm. trying not to die. Then you get to the end of the second uh, act and it's like, oh, yeah, it's just here. I think you have to jump through some really, like, a, t- a spikes that are, like, right opposite each other vertically through that small gap. So you have to angle it right to get in there to get it. Right. But other than that, it's just like, it's right there. I'm like, cool. I just wasted all that time. <laughs> it's a great representation of Sonic in an 8-bit format. You know, level design is good. The badniks. Or the little robots, yeah. uh, they look surprisingly a lot like the 16-bit counterparts. Uh, weirdly enough, it reminded me a lot of Zippy the the Porcupine, because they were trying to conform to a, you know, lesser graphically intense something. A lot of the background, dro- the backdrops and the textures, I think, are really great copies of the 16-bit brother. Yeah. You know, especially the scrap brain area with those uh, Blade Runner looking rooftops. Mm-hmm. You know, the water levels, the textures on, like, the, you know, the stones and stuff. It was cool. It was some nice touches. Yeah, some surprises being, you know, the rings actually spin. They're not static. There's actual movement in the background. Right off the bat, when you're in Green Hill Zone, the flowers are actually spinning like they would on the 16-bit counterpart. Uh, And Sonic even has an opening animation at the beginning with the Sega logo, which, again, didn't need to be there. I think Ancient just did a knock-out-of-the-park job with this. Yeah, I don't uh, think they ever reused that either. Like, I know there's the one no. where he runs back and forth, but that, that was always completely different. Yeah, like Super Mario Land, there's a lot of little concessions made to bring Sonic to the handheld, but I think the Game Gear, because it's a more powerful system, but Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear, like, really did bring a much closer experience to its count its console counterpart than Nintendo did with Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. That said, I love Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. I love Six Golden Coins. I love every Wario Land title. But those games don't exactly feel like a Super Mario game ever, where this feels like a Sonic game. The only no, thing I will let's fight Chinese hopping ghosts. That's that's a Mario staple. <laughs> I love all of that, but yes. yeah, oh, I do yeah. too. It's great. Yeah, it's a tango, it's... one of my favorite villains. Sure, he's sure. just a pissed off little gremlin with a robot. There's a shooter level in that. Oh yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's a couple. couple. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's the sub, the plane. Shoutouts to a uh, Sky Kid. No. Sky Kid was the Namco one. Sky Skipper. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, does it have to be Bowser all the time? Uh, bring back Bowser Lord. survived yeah. so much. To tell you, you can. Survive a little bit of robot explosions. Hey, fun. Stanley the Bugman. Give Stanley him the his, Bugman. Yeah, give him another game. He seems like a good dude. 
Give him a franchise. It's time. Oh, is he from Donkey Kong 3? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all right. I'm all right. They, they, they already killed F-Zero and freaking uh, Metroid. <laughs> give, me, give me Stanley the Bug, man. Yeah, everybody can't have a video game. <laughs> you say that, and yet. And yet, yeah. They keep making them. Did anyone notice that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's nose was missing from his sprite? No. Wait, what? Yeah, well... <laughs> One particular YouTuber I stumbled upon uh, doing his best James Rolfe impression had to make it a point that the the game was terrible because you couldn't do a spin dash and Sonic had no nose. You couldn't do a spin dash and Sonic the Hedgehog won in any form, you dingus. As long as he wasn't complaining about the color of his arms. Oh boy, yeah, we are worried. (laughs) Let's save that for another (laughs) show. That's its own show in and of itself. Yeah. To be honest, I always forget about Sonic's nose. Like, it, it, they, they finally no- I noticed they were prominent, oddly enough, in 06. It was like, did all their noses always look like big, long beans? This is weird. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at pictures of him. He has a nose. Yeah, I, it's blended together because, again, you're dealing with limited hardware. I just, I don't know. Stop trying to be other people and be yourself and give a real opinion on a game. And do just... I don't know, a little bit of research if you're going to try to be one of these personalities. Like, you know, know the difference between Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. I'm just it saying. Takes, we're not it he- takes a Google and, like, you can get a feel for either game just by playing Act 1 Green Hill Zone. It, yeah, either that or just the three of us care too much. <laughs> if that might be the case. I, no, I no. I just hate YouTubers. <laughs> uh, it- with the territory. Soundtrack-wise, I think uh, Ancient did a great job with that as well. Uh, I think the Green Hill Zone is a very good rendition. Absolutely. Uh, And I was actually surprised because I was liking this soundtrack more than Triple Trouble. And you figured Triple Trouble would be better because it came out later. But it also came out from Aspect, where um, Koshiro was a composer before he was a fake video game designer. And... uh, I think that helped this soundtrack. I think this is a stronger soundtrack than Triple Trouble. Uh, particularly uh, Definitely Bridge. more memorable, but that could also be yeah. a nostalgia effect kicking in too, because same songs. Sure, sure. Uh, but like Bridge Zone is a new song, and that Bridge has to rules. be... Yeah, it's my favorite track, and evidently it's also Janet Jackson's favorite track, which I've discussed on previous episodes. But <laughs> We've uh, got to get to the bottom of this incestuous Jackson-Sonic relationship. Jamona! Seriously. It's where, like where, the Da Vinci where, where, where Code, Where does Tito come in on the board with the red string and the pins? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Janet Jackson really liked it. But seriously, what's with the Jacksons and Sega in that, general? That's what I I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, I'm getting the red string out. We're figuring this out. <laughs> We're going to do this right now. Nobody gets off the line until we figure it out. I mean, I've heard... I've heard that, 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 they, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the Hot Blooded Challenger Club edition. It's full conspiracy <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> where, did, where did all the members go? <laughs> We released that one show. They all left. <laughs> what would you get a cease and desist? What, what did you guys think about the uh, soundtracks? I get it. I like uh, Bridge Zone. I kind of wish they'd gone better naming with the the, the interstitial. I think that was the only one that was really weak. It's just like Bridge. It's yeah. Bridge. 
<laughs> there are several bridges, actually. Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, because I think Scrap Brain, um, I think Labyrinth was just Labyrinth, but that used to be, that was just Marble Labyrinth before or mm-hmm. something like that, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let it fly. There, there might have been character limitations, too, but not on Bridge. Uh, but yeah, it was fine. Like, it, I didn't really me- remember some of the later ones, but that could also be because I've never really gotten far in the original Sonic. So if they were right. clones of the old tunes, I didn't remember them out that much either. Especially like the airship at the end. Like, mm. to get the Chaos Emerald, you gotta do, basically do a, a workaround that skips all of the level. And then you jump into a cannonball a bajillion times until you get the timing right and keep reloading the same save. Yeah, for, actually, yeah, here's your, here's your, uh, professional advice to get the ca- last chaos emerald you, uh, I think it's you're on the other side of the airship jump to your left there's a floating platform there but yeah there's a rush jet or I'm sorry a Mega Man 2 item 2 there uh, you follow that it'll, and then you jump up to a second one and a third one it'll take you to the prow of ba- uh, Bowser's kids uh, airship and then uh, there's the emerald and then again there's two cannons don't jump when the shots are between the chains because you'll die safe state there and then get there and then the door is right after it don't climb the ladders ladders are for losers but yeah the, the-, the music there was if there was music <laughs> I didn't even remember it because <laughs> again it's, it, all in all it's basically a 30 second yeah, level right. it's true Pete what do you remember about the music <laughs> uh is this the best Game Gear Sonic music I don't. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's my it's my favorite one of all the Game Gear Sonics that we've played. I certainly um, like it better than Tales Adventure and Triple Trouble so far. Yeah, and especially that level with the fruit mm-hmm. and uh, the jungle areas. The music in, in that is that, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That is that they're both the jungle. No dinos. No dinos in that jungle. Yeah, <laughs> no dinos. It's the jungle. Uh, and, the, and, and the vines there were weird. They were just more platforms, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I like the whole area. That was cool. Yeah. Um. It wasn't ear piercing like yeah. a lot of the Game Gear music is to me. I, I some some of it I really just can't stand. Yeah, I agree. There's a right. there's a little crunch here and there if you're like really paying attention to the audio, but that's just the waveform they use. Like that's what you get from that chip. It's it's fine. Eat low feet, eat. We'll be right back. Animation. The Hot Blooded Challenger Club podcasts are a proud affiliate of Animation Legends. Head on over to AnimationLegends.com and scope the large assortment of animation cells they're offering. Own a piece of animation history. For just $25, you can get five different cells from some of your favorite animated shows. Shows like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Vampire Hunter D, Captain N, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Star Wars Ewoks, and many other. And you can pay even less with our special promo code rings at checkout that's r-i-n-g-s go to animationlegends.com or click the link in this show's description and tell them that the hot-blooded challenger club sent you with our promo code rings oh hey there listener i didn't see you come in well since you're here let me personally thank you for listening to this program. If you'd like to show your support a little bit further, check out the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club. That's hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can become a member for as little as a dollar a month. And with that dollar, you get access, early access, to premium episodes of this very podcast. What's a premium episode? Additional content that's cut just for club members. You could be listening to that instead of this advertisement right now. And hey, don't have the buck? But want to support the show? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. 
Honestly, it, it goes so far to help our algorithm. So one day you could hear me advertising for uh, comfortable underoos or a really good mattress or yet another subscription box. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the show. Shake the Shake. Now back to our show. He does all the fishing. I do the grilling after and I'm the one who blows through most of the case of beer we brought. <laughs> this sounds and, great. And, he's for some reason in, and for some reason is also piloting the boat. This sounds great. Maybe maybe Sam can draw those things for us. <laughs> all right. And we are back. Let's wrap up with Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Game Gear. I have very little to criticize uh, with Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I think it achieved and maybe even surpassed its mission of making the Sonic experience portable. And uh, if anything, what I think hurts the game the most are the sequels that came after it and completely overshadowed it in gameplay. Like I said, I think this might be the strongest soundtrack outing for the uh, the Game Gear because I, I'm on record saying that there's not a lot of great Game Gear music and I thought these jams were pretty good. Yeah, like it's fine. It's fine, which is very high praise, <laughs> yeah. considering what we're coming off of. And it's also the, uh, now it's the first 2D Sonic I've finished with all the Chaos Emeralds, which honestly doesn't do much, unfortunately. Like, Sonic walks over, and he throws them up in the air, and they go around the island, and then they disappear, and that's it. The island doesn't fly away or anything. Pollution doesn't clear up or anything. Maybe it does, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it's fine, and I need it fine right now. And, again, it, it is a very faithful port. And I, forget to, I forgot to mention the audio section, but I really love the, uh, the uh, credits theme, which is, it's the Sonic the Hedgehog theme, but it's a really good rendition of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very well suited to the uh, Game Gear game, uh, audio chip. And uh, Sonic's there with a microphone, so it looks like he's singing along, so I'm kind of imagining Sonic's just speaking in bleep bloops instead of uh, <laughs> Yeah, that White. thing's great. That's yeah. great. That whole th- I love that thing. So yeah, uh, that, that it was super cute, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah. Which is, again, a vast improvement. It's a great example of a good Game Gear game. Mm-hmm. I wish I had it as a kid. I didn't. Uh, I would have played the hell out of it. Uh, that last area gave me like a Strider, uh, Bowser's airship vibe. That's a good pull. Yeah. Very, very, very Bowser's airship. Yeah. I, well, I was, yeah. I was I was waiting for the uh, Rocky Wrench. Those are the guys who pop out of yep. that mantle yeah. covers and throw the wrenches at you. Hence the wrench. Yeah, it gave me that kind of vibes. Uh, it's tricky to see above and below you, but that's you know welcome to the game gear. If I owned a game gear that worked, I would want to pick this up. Yeah, the hold up and down <laughs> thing does work, but it's not that useful. It do- yeah, but it, you know that's just that's how it works on the game. Yeah, here. and thankfully with the levels, most of them it, that didn't matter that much. Like there's not much verticality until later stages, and even then it's pretty straightforward. I- I'd give this one a uh, an eight out of ten chili dogs, uh, and I'm judging it purely on when it came out, what it was trying to achieve, and what else was available on both the major handheld consoles at the time. That's why I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. I think it uh, surpassed my expectations. Even though I played this as a kid, I've forgotten most of it because, you know, you got Sonic and you don't do Spin Dash. So it's like, well, I got Sonic 2 and I got Triple Trouble. I'm going to play these games a lot more. They got a lot more burn in my system. But going back to this, I was like, this was done very well. This was uh, definitely, you couldn't ask for anything better at the time, I think. And that's why I want to give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm at a 7.5 on it. Like, it's good, but it's just, it's straightforward Sonic. Yeah. It doesn't really, it doesn't do much new with the formula, but it does what it has to mm-hmm. with it. So, like, it, again, it, as I've been saying, it's fine. And it's also like, um, well, actually, 
Uh, if you're playing on the original Game Gear, that this is where a bit of the demerit comes in. If you're playing on the original Game Gear, I'm not sure if you could finish it before you got through a whole 16-pack or double A's, because there are some uh, kind of cheap deaths yeah. here and there, Yeah. but kind of came with all of the Game Gear ones we've played thus far. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. It's good. I'll give it the IGN 2. It's good. Yeah, it's a 7 for me. It's uh, it's good Sonic. It, they didn't overthink it. They didn't add a bunch of stupid stuff in it. Just good old Sonic the Hedgehog being Sonic the Hedgehog. That's it. I liked it. All right, and now we've uh, reached the point of the show where we must do the real work. Where are we going to rank Sonic the Hedgehog 8-bit edition for the Sega Master System as well as the Sega Game Gear on our list of the greatest Sonic games of all time as ranked by us, the Gotta Go cast? I would like to put it above Triple Trouble. What? Wow. Yeah, I liked it better, I liked it better than Triple okay. Trouble. Okay, all right. But, uh, you know, you can put it anywhere you want, as long as it's not below Sonic R. <laughs> no, I don't think we're talking it's that It's pretty hard to get there, apparently. <laughs> yeah, all right. I actually, I, I, I notch it under Triple Trouble, just because Triple Trouble is more of its own thing. Mm, yes. But it is, it, 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 it definitely, as, as I've said in the past, it's very, it's, it's pure, it's Sonic. It's very, it's, it's the Sonic you expect. Sure. Just a little tighter. Whereas um, Triple Trouble kind of actually brought in back more of the exploration stuff. As frustrating as it was with the tiny screen, it feels a little more Sonic to me. I don't know. Like, and it also it feels like, again, its own thing. Whereas, I, I don't want to say derivative, but mm-hmm. the uh, the port nature of this sure. like being based on an established thing, not it notches it down very slightly. But we're, at least we seem to be in the same zone. Yeah, far, well, so. I, that's where I was thinking. I was thinking between... Below Triple Trouble, above Zippy the Porcupine. I thought that's where Pete was going, too, considering his uh, his connection to this game and Zippy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Nico Bon on this one. I think this needs to become our new uh, fourth place spot on our list. I, I will say this. I did like the soundtrack more, but I don't know if that merits it going above Sonic Triple Trouble because I feel like there's more going on in Triple Trouble with the additional characters and the exploration and the different paths you can go. I just think there's more there as far as a game's concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) they're talking about exploration, but how did you get the Chaos Emeralds in this version of Sonic the Hedgehog? The one in Bridge... You had to explore. The one in Bridge Zone. You pretty much you, stumbled that was, uh, that was the That was literally the tricky one, and then I was paranoid for the rest of the goddamn <laughs> game. And there's one on a shelf, one on the front of a ship, and one through a teleporter that you just jump across a gap to get to. I mean, come on. When, when you think of Sonic the Hedgehog games, look in your hearts. <laughs> Do you see a weasel? I rest my case. <laughs> right. Well, with that said, you're outvoted. We're going to put Sonic the Hedgehog. You, you needed more of like a southern uh, to kill a mockingbird voice code on there. Well, I was. I did have my yeah. thumbs under my suspenders yeah. for that. I I appreciated all of it. I'm I, I, I'm going to put Sonic the Hedgehog underneath Sonic Triple Ladies Trouble. and landowners, may I present to you <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. With eight bits. Do my best foghorn like horn. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. <laughs> well, that just about does it for us. I'd like to thank our host for joining me on this episode and also the members of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, without whom this podcast is not possible. If you'd like to become a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club, please visit hotbloodedchallenger.club. You can nominate a Sonic the Hedgehog game for us to discuss by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher with your nomination. 
And if you haven't heard your nomination yet, and you've done that, I assure you, we are getting to it. And you can fast-track said nomination by becoming, of course, a member of the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club for as little as a dollar a month. Until next time, I don't really have anything to say here. (laughs) How dare you make me duck on the bridge-level boss? That is freaking cowardice. (laughs) Ducking is for suckers. (laughs) Screw that. Dodging bullets? That's bullshit. All right, and now we've uh, reached the point of the show where we must do the real work. Where are we going to rank Sonic the Hedgehog 8-bit edition for the Sega Master System as well as the Sega Game Gear on our list of the greatest Sonic games of all time as ranked by us, the Gotta Go cast? The floor is open. Uh, I would like to put it above... Triple Trouble. What? Wow. Yeah, I liked it better. I liked it better than Triple Trouble. Okay. All right. Ha- but uh, you know, you could put it anywhere you want as long as it's not below Sonic R. <laughs> no, I don't think we're talking. It's that pretty territory. hard to get there, apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bun? Uh, I actually, I, I, I notch it under Triple Trouble just because Triple Trouble is more of its own thing. Mm, yes. But it is, it, 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 it definitely as as I've said in the past, it's very, it's, it's pure. It's Sonic. It's very it's it's the Sonic you expect. Sure. Just a little tighter. Whereas um Triple Trouble kinda of actually brought in back more of the exploration stuff, as but frustrating as it was with the tiny screen. It feels a little more Sonic to me. I don't know. Like and it also it feels like again, its own thing, whereas the de- I don't want to say derivative, but mm-hmm. the uh the port nature of this sure. like being based on an established thing. Not it notches it down very slightly, but we're at least we seem to be in the same zone. Stuff yeah, well, so. uh, that's where I was thinking. I was thinking between below Triple Trouble, above Zippy the Porcupine. Um, I thought that's where Pete was going too, considering his uh his connection to this game and Zippy. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with uh, Nico Bon on this one. I think this needs to become our new uh, fourth place spot. 
on our list. That would be fifth place. Oh, you got to remember that the uh, the word title oh, wait, is yeah, not counted. I, I know how spreadsheets work. <laughs> reading, re- reading is fundamental. But uh, <laughs> I will... Uh, <laughs> uh, if Pete wants to, wants to give me uh, a spiel, maybe convince me otherwise, I, I will say this. I did like the soundtrack more, but I don't know if that merits it going above Sonic Triple Trouble because I feel like there's more going on in Triple Trouble with the additional characters and the exploration and the different paths you can go. Um, I just think there's more there as far as a game's concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) they're, they're talking about exploration, but how did you get the Chaos Emeralds in this version of Sonic the Hedgehog? The one in bridge. You had to explore the one in bridge zone. You pretty much you, stumbled that was on. The, that was the that was literally the tricky one, and then I was paranoid for the rest of the goddamn game. And there's one on a shelf, one on the front of a ship, and one through a teleporter that you just jump across a gap to get to. I mean, come on. When when you think of Sonic the Hedgehog games, look in your hearts. Do you see a weasel? <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> right. Well, with that said, you're outvoted. We're going to put Sonic the Hedgehog. You, you needed more of like a southern uh, To Kill a Mockingbird voice code on there. Well, I was. I did have my thumbs right. under my suspenders yeah. for that. I I appreciated all of it. I'm I, I I'm going to put Sonic the Hedgehog underneath Sonic Triple Ladies Trouble. and landowners, may I present to you <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog with eight bits. Do my best foghorn like horn. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. <laughs> I just like being that Sonic, the Sonic lawyer. No, it's great. It's great. All right, I'm just dropping everything in. I was, I wasn't going to be moved anyway. I'm still, uh, I, I'm still chock full know, of Sonic. I just, I'm just full of Sonic. Our apologia. So, well, when you said spiel, I was like, all right, no. uh, you want the spiel? <laughs> no? I liked it. it. It could end up being the bumper for the show. Let me point to exhibit C. Look in your okay, hearts. I'll... Do you see yeah, a you weasel? Use, like an episode of Law and Order or something. <laughs> Dun-dun. All right, cool. Now we can stop recordings. Fabulous. <laughs>